Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 12, entitled The Key. But before we get into the episode, allow me to introduce my co-host. You've heard him here before, folks. Literally every episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> he is Genius McGee. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, just enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Sans commercials, thanks to your lovely DVR. Yes, so, yes. yes. Genius technology mm-hmm. in it, more ways than one. Yeah, and it always helps to watch The Walking Dead on a full stomach. Yes, it does. So, so. It, may, it enhances. God bless Walker Tacos. Right. <laughs> so, But we do dive directly into spoilers for the sake of brevity. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? I really dug this episode. It had some good twists, had some good turns, um, not a lot of levity, heavy on the action. I dug it. I dug it. Um, not a lot of technical issues. I had a couple of things, but for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed the episode as well. I mean, I think what we're going to do with this particular recap is we're going to break it down into the different sections. Yeah. Similar to what we've done since we've come back from the mid season break. Um, and a lot of this, this episode really revolves around Negan and Rick, uh-huh. Dwight and Simon. Uh, we have the Hilltop and then the new group. Yeah. So that it's kind of interesting to see, you know, new blood getting interjected, you know, halfway between the back half of a season. So which I thought would piss me off. Which, in fairness, I normally I'd be like, man, that's fucking stupid. But I don't know the way this was kind of handled as a learning. Like, I let's talk about. Can we talk? Let's talk about them first. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah, we're and okay. we're going to talk about the new group who is spearheaded by the fantastic actress who played the BAU head that's chief. Right. In Criminal Minds. That's right. So, uh, and that was that was unique getting to see her again because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her in so while, uh, such a long time. So, what do you want to talk about? Um, let's talk about the hilltop and that since we're already on the roll about the uh, new, the new group, group and stuff. Let's keep going on them. Um, I normally would be pissed off bringing a new player into the game, but I like the fact that it was especially a good lesson to Enid. Cause like yeah. after everything was said and done, because I didn't know whether to trust him or not. I had I written in my notes like she's almost like a politician or a con man or a salesman. It's really hard to trust, but at the same time, I don't want them to kill her. <laughs> like Enid was all about like, let's just fuck kill him, get over with. Like, how many old ladies do you have to kill, Enid? Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> you already killed Natanya. I mean, you, right. you why, why do you have to go like full metal and, and just go crazy on everybody? <laughs> and then she fucking confesses to the show. It's like, yeah, I killed that old lady. Like, hey, I'll do it again. <laughs> like, calm down, Enid. You know, I after everything said and done, one. It was really weird to see Maggie get so capture happy. Yeah, and she has been taking like captors or captured left and right. And, right. I mean, it's just like you know captivity, mm-hmm. Maggie style. Pretty soon she's gonna make them fight each other for food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> like a hilltop Thunderdome would be awesome. <laughs> he got Carol on sacks. Boom, 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 boom. Right, but. I was like, God damn, how many more people do you have to capture? They obviously had a white flag, you know? I mean, oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I especially wrote in my notes, it's a trap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even in Akbar's voice, I knew it was going to be. So, like, it is hard to trust. But- especially when the, the last group that you ran into, 
you know, even after the Negan thing was Oceanside, and you've severed that relationship by your dumbassery. But here's my beef, yet also, like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Because I learned a lesson on this, too. When um, I was like, okay, I don't know. I just met these people in the middle of the this war going on. And I'm like, well, let's capture them. I don't know if we should capture them, bringing them back to the place that they know where we live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's like picking up a hitchhiker and saying, hey, do you want a place to stay for the evening? And then he bloodlets you in the eve as you sleep. Right? It's like, I didn't, I thought at first they only wanted one crate of records and one thing of food, not one thing of records and four things of food. But at the same time, I thought if it was just one crate of food and records, like, that's a good deal to take a chance on, you know? But I wouldn't bring them back to my place. You stay there and wait while we deliberate. You know what I'm saying? Right. They could have said that shit in the middle of the thing. But at the same time, if they didn't bring them in, they wouldn't see, like, yeah, you guys are fucked up. You know? You right, can- <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. But you, they could have had, like, food stores or whatnot. But now the, the, the main lady is like, well, you need it more than us. Bless your heart. Right? <laughs> That's like when the Salvation Army like t- puts their hand in the bucket and gives you the money. Exactly. It's like, oh, man. Do I look that bad? <laughs> you know? <It's> like, <clears throat> so, that's an interesting thing. And it's kind of weird. If she's going around giving out this knowledge to the people and she hasn't met that many, does that mean like there's all these crazy like she comes from a crazy big community with aqueducts and grain silos in a medieval like castle well quite possibly i mean and you're talking a la doomsday the the movie from a couple years ago well you know kind of where you have the two different types of society right i mean i i don't not not even that not even like that but like the way she was giving how she says hey this is teach us to make windmills and grain silos and all this medieval weaponry and shit. Well, I don't think it was so much selling the promise of being able to to do that. I think what she was selling was, I mean, she's a snake oil salesman for hope. Yeah. I mean, and you can even see it kind of kind of finally strike Maggie is that you know these people you have to take chances. Yeah. I mean, very similar to what Carl you know Carl did when he went out and got bit when he found Sadiq. Yeah. You know you have to take chances for this world to survive. And good for Michonne for calling it out. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Good for and that's Michonne. one of the things I wanted to talk about because Michonne says to Maggie after Enid steps up and Michonne's like, "Walk away, bitch, mm-hmm. I, because it's going to get bad if you don't get out of my face right now. I will put you down." <laughs> and I think Michonne, uh, Michonne understands that Enid is hurting right now, right? Just like Michonne is. But Michonne makes the comment to Maggie saying, "You know, Carl didn't give up on Rick on who Rick wanted him to be, mm-hmm. so we can't give up on who Carl wants us to be." And mm-hmm. I think that really resonated with Maggie because it's very, I guess, it's very eerie to hear that that. I guess that message being, I guess, echoed yeah. again from Carl because that is exactly what Herschel wanted for them too. Mm-hmm. And you know? even Glenn. Yeah, even Glenn. I mean, he wants them to, to, to continue on, to, to build this new future for themselves and, and not be, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know, be soiled by everything that's gone on. Yeah. So. Because it was an interesting thing when she said, like you said, back the fuck up, Enid. And then she turned and like, this isn't what he would want. That he could have been any of those three guys. And I think that's when it hit Maggie. And it was really good to see it on her face. It wasn't right. It wasn't like goofy, like, like the light went on. But at the same time, you could see when like, she's like, you're fucking right. You know, I'm 
going too far. I'm going capture Happy Maggie. Right. And I got Annie Oakley over here ready to shoot more people. I need to take a step back and, like, look at the priorities. Yeah, and I think that was smart for Maggie to do as a leader. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that's going to that, – that olive branch that she extended to this new group that we see – you know, and, and the hope that she gets from those people on all of the different technologies that this lady had had transcribed. Yeah. You know, it, it shows that there are still good people out there. And they got more food, what right. they needed. So, yeah, they got the great end of this deal. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it also gives them, it, it also <coughs> builds a bridge for the future. When these people, Absolutely. When these people have promised to come back. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting to see this new group come into play. And I'm very interested to see how they're going to play out in... You know the the upcoming seasons and whatnot. It's good to see that there is like, and I hope it doesn't wind up that they're incestuous cannibals or anything crazy at the after everything's done. But it's good to see that there is some still benevolence, right? You know, and and she said, "What my gift is knowledge, which is something we need for later." And she is absolutely one hundred percent correct because whatever happens in this battle, life still goes on. Life finds a way. Yeah, you know? it's very similar to what what you had. You know, even when she makes mention about you know the medieval uses of you know yeah. aqueducts and this that and the other, it's very similar to what happened in history when you had the person whoever it was show steel the first time. You know yeah. how to how to forge you know iron weapons and this that and the other. I mean, you've got this new technology because society has collapsed. I mean, they know about it, but Rick was a police officer. Maggie was a farmer's daughter. Mm-hmm. They don't know shit about grain silos, right. how to build aqueducts, right? You know, and proper the, sanitary, uh, you know, issues going around. And the people who know how to live through the apocalypse, the Amish, they have no fucking way to defend themselves. It's not like the, uh, the Amish created the internet, right? You know? so, right. So it's <laughs> there, there's no Reddit for how to survive the apocalypse, so. <laughs> but there might be some subreddits. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting to see this new group come in. It's interesting to see them interject a little bit of hope to yeah. a very hopeless situation uh-huh. because you have so much death and carnage and just destruction going on. I mean, Alexandria is still in rubble. The kingdom is still in rubble. And really the only standing community is the hilltop. I still wouldn't trust the fuck out of them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not going to like I invite mean, them in for Sunday dinner. I'm, no. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's working out good in the show, but me in general, of course I'm not living in the zombie apocalypse right Very now, true. but at the same time I'd be like, eh, here's some records. You know, do you still have CDs? Here you go. <laughs> I gave you the Andy Williams Christmas hits. Right. You're not getting the Neil Diamond. Sorry. Andy Williams. Radical. <laughs> there's, a, there's only so many of so many copies of Herb Albert of the Tijuana Brasses going places that you can actually have. Very true. Very true. <laughs> so we, we jump from Hilltop and we go to the big story, which mm-hmm. is Dwight and Simon, mm-hmm. which I think was probably my favorite part of the episode, just to kind of see... Uh, the way that Simon's facial mannerisms and the way that Stephen Ogg is playing that character now. Yeah. Um, what we run into is that Negan and the the saviors are on their way to Hilltop to, you know, quote, give their message. Right. And Rick runs Negan off the road. Well, that then puts Simon and Dwight in charge. Well, Simon, you can tell he's he's carpe digum smacks at this point. I mean, he's carpe diem. Right. You know, from the from the first get. I mean, yeah. like when they're walking in and he's gutting that walker and he's like, OK, he's looking at Dwight like we've kind of ca- we've kind of stepped over a line here. Yeah. He's casting doubt on Dwight because he's looking at like what's his story. But at the same time, he's like, ah, 
Yeah, I can't I'd go with this. And at first, I thought it was for benevolent reasons. And it was such a weird switch at the end, but we'll get to that in there. But just to see him sow the seeds of discontent with, like, hey, it's just me and you two top brass yep. talking, right? I thought at first he was trying to sniff out whether he, uh, Dwight was a snitch or a rat. I thought so, too. Uh, that, that was very uh, very present the way that Stephen Ogg was playing it. It right. was kind of like he was prodding for information or fishing, mm-hmm. you know, when, when they were when they're walking and trying to find Negan. It's just like, you know, so really, you know, are, did you ever want to kill him? Because, you know, he burned your face and he took your wife. And Dwight goes, well, dude, yeah. What are right? you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's interesting to see that dynamic, but I thought it was – I thought it was even more interesting the way the facial mannerisms that you saw in Simon. Yeah. When he sees Negan get knocked off the road, you can see for a split second there's a smile on his face. Right. Yeah, it's like a, just a little bitty, like, ever-present smirk. Uh-huh. And he's like, fuck Negan. Because Trevor's the out. shit. Because Trevor's the shit. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting to see how this this I guess the the tug of war with the savior power struggle is going on. Seeing the seeds of discontent from the oh, word go. We we've got sproutlings, pal. Exactly. We, we've got some we got some oak trees growing. But it was so weird on this because I thought he wanted, and I, I'm sure Dwight did the same thing. He wanted just to go, leave him alone, and just bounce. And one, I was like. That doesn't sound like the Trevor I know, but at the same time, everybody has that point. Negan's now wanting to do some chemical warfare shit, and Simon's not about that. Right, yeah, and, and it's really, it's one of those things where Simon is vindictive and mm-hmm. he's mean, you know, just based on what he did to the trash people. Yeah. You know, he just completely obliterated a community. But... It's almost like Negan crossed a line because he's like, these people are not going to give up. Right. So why are we taking these losses if they're never going to give up? And we're just playing with them instead of just coming in and blowing them away, which actually might even be worse. And the the fact that the weirdness of it that that Trevor played me because I'm over thing like, man, it's so weird that he wants to just turn tail and run. That doesn't sound like him, but at the same time, it makes sense now, but the fact of the matter, now that he wants to just blow him off the face of the earth and move on, and you can even see it in Dwight's face, that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't even think that. I was like, he was going to say, okay, hey, let's get out of here. Let's He's go back to the sanctuary. We're going to insulate ourselves away from these people. Right, and then move on from there. That's what I thought he was going to go with. I didn't think he was like, let's fucking blow him away. But in hindsight... That's more characteristic of Simon. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a misstep, too. That's an absolute misstep, especially now that Negan knows and Negan's still alive. Yeah, and that was one of the big reveals, too. But We'll talk about that in a couple seconds. Do you have any other insight or any other things that you want to talk about with the Simon and Dwight relationship that we had go on during the middle of the episode? I don't know. That puts Dwight in quite the predicament situation. Yeah, and if that girl ever shows up, Dwight is screwed. Yeah. You know, if she ever comes back and and we find out that she wasn't killed or she didn't get turn into a walker and she spills the beans about what Dwight did mm-hmm. Dwight is as good as dead but at the same time now we have somebody who's worse than Negan Negan was at least ready to barter and deal Trevor wants to knock him off the face of the earth yeah. and and they definitely have the weaponry to be able to do it I mean yeah. they've got large guns and they've got grenade launchers and everything else I mean yeah. they, they leveled Alexandria and so now, why couldn't they do it to Hilltop right and now they got uh, 
chemical warfare. They yep. got dirty bombs. So why not? The only thing I, I worry about what the the Walking Dead is doing in regards to this, you know, the you know dipping arrows and Walker blood and this that and the other. Dr. Jenner already told them back at the end of season one at the CDC that everybody was infected. Yeah, but they don't know that. The only I know, person that Rick, knows that Rick is does. Rick. So, so it's like, why would why would that automatically freak everybody out? You know? So, I mean, I understand. Right. I, I understand for the sake of you know, all this stuff. I mean, we're still missing Heath from the from the overpass right. episode. <coughs> so, you know, other than that, it's like, they're, they're these little, <laughs> like, you know, these, these little fishing lines that have never kind of ca- caught anything for me. But in fairness, it makes sense. I mean, like. If I wasn't if I if I wasn't privy to the information like Rick was, and all of a sudden I see these people coming with weapons dipped in this poison from that all I know, from what I know of walkers, yeah, a if bite, I get touched by one, yeah, you know, a bite, a scratch, it gets me, it gives me a fever, and I'm dead, right? So he's it's scary shit, you know. So you, I mean, you can still get infected and die. No, that's true. Get, you, but, you get sepsis. You yeah. Get, you could die of a staph infection. It's still not. It's like back in the day when the pirates used to, or not pirates, the people used to dip their uh, swords in shit. Mm-hmm. And that way, even if it didn't kill the person, it still fucked them up. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because if you think about it, that's a good way to have like, quote unquote, sleeper agents in the other person's camp. Well, we, we saw that happen with the, uh, the survivors. Yeah. Remember when they attacked the savior compound and they were shooting people, but they didn't kill everybody. Yeah. They let the other ones turn. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see. And I think it did cross a line with Simon. It was very interesting to see his kind of 180, you know, because at one point he was just like, you know, these guys are never going to, these guys are never going to submit. They're, they're never going to give up. Mm-hmm. So why are we doing this? And all of a sudden, I want them all dead. We're going to yeah. kill them all for Negan. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn tail and run. Just be like, hey, let's go. And I'm, But it's an interesting turn on this one. It is because it took Dwight completely by surprise. I think it took Hell, me it took, by surprise. Yeah, it took both of us by surprise. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with Simon in the upcoming episodes and see how whether or not he becomes the new big baddie. Mm-hmm. You know? I hope so. I do too. I yeah, so. Simon, Simon is a cool character. I think he has got a lot more legs to be... To be walked on in this particular story. So. Trevor's the shit, dude. Yeah. So the other big storyline that we had was the Rick and Negan piece. Mm-hmm. You know, as we alluded to earlier, Rick runs Negan off the road at the end of this convoy and chases him into a building. Yeah. Well, there all kinds of weird shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans ensue. And what was your take on that snippet? Even before that, um, it's about fucking time Norman Reedus apologized for yeah, fucking Yeah, oh, absolutely. Up. It's yeah, about kind of fucking the, the time. elephant in the room. I, I didn't want to mention it or I, I neglected to mention it. Yeah. yeah. He he really did. I mean, I think Tara needs to apologize as well. Fuck yeah. Because you know, Rosita tried to tried to sway him. Michonne, Michonne tried to sway him. Yeah. Yeah, so for them to go off and do their terroritas plot, right, and, and you know sabotage everything that they had been working toward is complete <laughs> bullshit. Even though right after the apology, Norma Uridus was like, "Let's go do something else. I don't like that plan." Yeah, and I was like, "Come on, man, you can't have both. I fucking apologize." And like, "Okay, what's your plan?" You know? Yeah, but at least he's like, "How you doing?" You know, after <laughs> everything said and done. And, and I think, <coughs> I, I think Daryl can read Rick really well, you know, and know that he's hurting. And Rick at the the final part of it kind of said, you know, no, I'm good. I'll be all right. Yeah. You know, so it, it's uh, and it's in an fairness because he has a history of going up the deep end. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. He's going to start seeing Carl walking across right. the walls and shit <laughs> in, in the train evening. spotting style <laughs> upside down. Like, bleh. but but it was it was good to see. And, and this is something different. You know, you you see all this trauma that Rick went through. 
when he was in the prison, mm-hmm. when Carl had to put down Lori, you see Rick being completely broken. He didn't even want to touch Carl. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, he kind of went off on his own little thing and kind of fell on the ground out in the out in the prison yard and whatnot. But here, after Carl's died, the very first thing he does is he goes and grabs Judith. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be one of those things where Rick falls off the deep end like he did the first time. He realizes that he has to go on. Right. And, it would be and he realizes why. Right. So... Yeah. And that that's that's really interesting to see that kind of character growth out of just you know a couple seasons and you mm-hmm. know what we presume is a couple years yeah you know so um, but with in regards to the Rick and Negan fight I really enjoyed the action in that I really did too but it was horseshit because they just <laughs> got off the phone saying we're gonna stick with the plan don't do anything rash oh shit there's Negan ah! you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I really did enjoy this, this, uh, the whole Negan fight. And even when Negan is still backed up against a wall, he is still talking shit. Mad shit. Just booty chatter. And, and you can tell that he is without Lucille and you and I had a little bit of a sidebar without Lucille. Yeah. He's, he's completely docile. Totally emasculated. Yeah. I mean, cause he even, when he does not have Lucille, he has no weaponry. Mm -hmm. He starts, he starts trading with Rick, you know. I'll knock our deal down from 50% to 25%, mm-hmm. and you can come work for me. I don't know once you're dead anymore. Right. Because you can work, you can be a janitor and work your way up. And it's just like, really? You, you wanted this dude dead, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, you can come work for me. Out of respect for Carl. Right. Respect my ass. Right. He didn't want that bat shoved up his ass. Well, I'm sure, and in fairness, I'm really sure he did respect Carl. Yeah, he, he did. absolutely. Respected yeah, you could, you Carl. could see that between the, the the way that the characters interacted on the show. Yeah, but for him to for him to use that and like uh, give me back my bat, you know, it's just like ah. But I still love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I do too. I, their yeah. banter, the 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 just the action in this one. Although, like you said, I wouldn't even toyed with Negan if I had him dead rights. He would have got that axe right in the fucking dome. Exactly. Just right exactly. square in the in, head. In the war before it even starts. Yep. You know. Um, but, but okay, I, that, that before getting that, there's some, that was something about that scene just didn't strike me as like real because it seemed like he, when he jumped, he was like, wah, like jumped too much, too far. He missed and, his spot on the... <laughs> right? And like he jumped too far and then there was too much like for it to fall over. I mean, I understand what happened, but it was just like... Hillbilly Justice. Just throwing an axe or something. <laughs> Next of Kin, starring Andy Lincoln. Exactly. And then we're like, whoa. And then, nah, 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 nah. I'm still alive. You know? Are you all right, Dennis? All right? It's all right. You know, it's just, it was funny to me. I mean, he didn't even turn an ankle, didn't break a leg. Right. He That's, didn't even have a hangnail. And I'm, he falls two stories through a, through a floor. Come mm-hmm. on now. I'm calling shenanigans on that one, but I'm willing to suspend disbelief. Right. Because it was a really good fight. Yeah, so. and, and I think the, the, the chemistry between Andy Lincoln and Jeffrey Dean Morgan <coughs> is has only gotten better yeah. since the introduction of Negan. It, it's been interesting to see that those two characters kind of grow alongside of one another, even though they're in complete direct conflict with one another. That being said, I don't want them to keep doing this, like, I'll get you next time, Negan. Yeah, the He-Man, Skeletor kind of deal. They can't do that anymore. And I'm, because it's happened too many goddamn times. Yeah, it really has. This was, this was a great one. And if it never happens again, this was a good one to end it on. Yep. 
So, and especially now that I think that we add Jadis in the trash, uh, spoilers again. Now that we add Jadis in the trash people, I think that's going to add, a, I hope that makes it, it. Well, you add Jadis sans trash people because remember they're a gigantic pile of red that's goo. That's true. No, so, she's got them all. They're just they're in the trash bags. They're just in the trunk. They're like in those shaker bottles that you see at the gym. It's like that fucking movie Blood Car. How do you fucking think she's driving the car? It's like in one of those Priuses. It's fueled by right? junk people. By, by trash people slurry. It's all purpose. That's how She's got a flux capacitor. <laughs> she's shoving bananas and Steve in the flux capacitor. <laughs> Leave the gas and walk away. But it, it was interesting to see the big reveal at the end. You know, Negan gets away from Rick uh, like we always do. It's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. But let's get it before we get into that. I really loved their banter, this one, like you said. It was interesting. It was yeah. It was crazy to see the ups and downs and, you no know, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. And it was interesting to see, like, the, the vengeance and the anger in Rick. Oh, and that line, he goes, you'll, you fucking psycho, he didn't say fucking because it's AMC, but he goes, you psycho, you're going to kill us both. And he goes, as long as, as you, you go die first. first. Yeah, I was exactly. like, yes, that's what I want. I want quips. You know, it's like, no, I want psycho Lincoln. Right? <laughs> no, I want psycho Rick. I, I was like, fucking kill him, kill him now. Only thing is, like, I don't know if he should have burned the bat because now it's more stronger with the with the. I know who wire. is he, Beric Dondarian? Uh, right? I mean, all of a sudden, like, fucking Sven Ollie Olsen, just like, you know, what is he the, the the Grimes without banners? I mean, what the hell have we got going on here? <laughs> Although, how fucking dope is a flaming? barbed wire baseball bat well that's interesting because i kind of alluded to it earlier in this episode when we started talking about it you Negan's know our, got our herpes no <laughs> well possibly right post-apocalyptic gir- the herp <laughs> it's it's a metaphor does your bat burn no um <laughs> when you think about it he is so attached to lucille yeah when he's in the car he's, yeah. he dips lucille in the in the thing and she goes "Ooh, you are a pretty girl mm-hmm. you know you are my you, you are beautiful baby you know give me back my bat right and then all of a sudden he's like no give me back my bat mm-hmm. i think we're gonna find out later on you know what whatever happens with with negan lucille rick and whatnot we're gonna find out that lucille played a bigger part of his life pre-apocalypse I, like maybe it might have been his son's bat from like a little league kind of deal that's or what something. i'm thinking i'm thinking like it was his daughter's bat when she turned he, then he had to pop her and the bat was named lucille hmm. interesting hypothesis and again ladies and gentlemen whoever Conjecture. might be listening yeah you know, we don't... steve from paraguay we're, we know you're out there yeah no anybody who might be listening Lance this is com- this is complete conjecture we we are trying not to sully our knowledge of the comic books with the, right. the, the what's going on in the show separate entities. Yep. So, um, but yeah, that'd be an, that'd be a very interesting kind of like uh, Negan backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of give like us. You know, the, how we had Michonne. Yeah. How she had her two walkers. Yeah. You know, and we find out who they were in her life. It'd be interesting to see how Negan got Lucille. Especially, and you know what? It's going to be a very interesting dynamic with that now, especially that Negan knows that Trevor actually disobeyed the orders and now he's in the prisoner of Jadis and he's gonna say like Shaggy it wasn't me <laughs> coming red handed it wasn't me you know <laughs> literally red handed right exactly I like it <laughs> but yeah it's, it's gonna be very interesting to see how uh, Negan handles that because you know after the fight with Rick he dives out a window you know vanish yeah and we find out later on in the episode that Jadis actually has him hostage mm-hmm. which is interesting 
So this is a really interesting episode because it was very, very violent, very, very gory, very intense and very driven. But a lot of it was minimalistic. When the wreck happened, you didn't see the wreck. Right. Yeah, okay. it was just kind of, we're going to turn a car on its side, and you're going to know that it wrecked. When it jumped out the window, you never really saw the jumping, except for Rick. You never saw Negan really go through it and everything. You saw him break it, but you never see him like, he who flees, right? But you saw... <laughs> Foiled again! Right? <laughs> we'll meet again, Rick Grimes! But, uh... Who's he, Snidely Whiplash? <laughs> right, and there's Trevor... <laughs> Right, but um, so there was some really good Walker effects, really good fire effects. I mean, yeah. the flaming. I mean, and then the the eaters. Is that what they were called? Putting yeah. in the big thing. I enjoyed the effects, but it was minimalistic. Yeah, it, it was heavy, heavy on the on the atmosphere, light on the actual effects. But it worked because it was more theater of the mind shit. Yeah, and I really appreciated the dialogue in yeah. the episode. The dialogue seemed really crisp. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've we've seen some some of the episodes where I, I'm I'm not saying this in a bad way, but they're just not as poppy. They're not as right. they're not as catchy as right. this episode was for me. There there was quips. There was good. Um, Dialogue between not only like intense scenes, but there was some good comic relief moments too. Yeah, I like mean, like a- here, perfect example: Maggie and Michonne. The the one the the couple of lines that Michonne utters to Maggie completely sways what you know what was going to happen. Right. You know, because what what was she going to do? What was Maggie going to do? Just set these people, rob them, and let them go? Yeah. Probably rob them and throw them in with the saviors. No, you make it no worse than who you're trying to fight. Exactly. So. Exactly. But yeah, the dialogue was really crisp. The way that they played out the story was really good, and at least for me. Yeah, it flowed better. I mean, it, yep. was, it was quicker. And yeah, it's probably better that we were DVRing it. But at the same time, as a story, even between with even commercial breaks, because we, we stopped for commercial breaks a few times, it, it was just, it still flowed well. It was a well serviceable episode, and it tied up a lot of good ends, moving the story along very yep. well, and yet like keeping it focused where it needs to go, and making things a lot more interesting. Yeah, and it made the world more accessible. Yeah, it made yeah. it bigger with the whole new um, the community. Yeah, yep. the whole new community. Even though we only got a small glimpse of it, and it also brought a good glimmer of hope because there's been a this past couple of episodes have been fucking dour. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking dour. So it's good to see that there's still some good shit in the world. It uh, is. It's it's very interesting to see because I mean now we have the potential to open up the world even more so than just Alexandria and Georgia. Mm. You know, we we've got. Um, did you catch the little uh, PTSD Rick had when he was trying to chase down Negan? Did did he have sirens on or was that all in his head? Oh, <laughs> I think that was all in his head, honestly. Because I'm thinking, like, like once a cop, you you know, you always a cop. Like, we got to go to 10-4. <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> turns into... <laughs> Rick Rick's Coltrane. Right. <laughs> this is Rick Grimes, and I'm tailing your ass. Just... <laughs> He's taking off after Negan. Negan's in, like, this gigantic white seersucker suit in a Cadillac. <laughs> Oh, be too much fun. <laughs> you you heard the, you heard the sirens, so, right? Yeah, I think we just broke so many trademark issues, right? <laughs> but you heard good the thing, sirens in there, Chase. Okay, good, good, good. Good thing we're not monetarily reimbursed for this, right? Show. <laughs> 
but no, I mean that that'd be. It, it was interesting to see how just laser focused Rick was. Yeah, because he's got so much shit going on in the background, so many ancillary pulls and pushes that are going on. Uh-huh. So it's it's interesting to see how he's able to refocus because all he wants is Negan dead. Yeah. So. I mean, we talked about Rick and Negan. We talked about Simon and Dwight. We talked about the Hilltop, Michonne, Enid, and Maggie. I love the face of Negan when he realized what he what Trevor did. Yep. He's yeah. Like, Son of a fucking bitch. Yeah. Just like. Oh, <laughs> well, he knows now he has to deal with it. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, if Negan gets out of this and he gets back to the Saviors, I mean, we're going to have one hell of a you know two two egos clashing at this point. And honestly, I think Trevor's worse because one, he's crazy as shit. Yeah, you you have no idea what he's gonna do. He is crazy as shit, and uh, at least Negan is willing to negotiate. And what's really weird, and I've gone back and watched a couple of the older episodes, like when Negan was first introduced. I don't think he's as bad as everybody is painting him out to be. I understand that Negan is, you know, oh, he's taking all these people, but yes, he is saving people in his own way. But yeah, Glenn and Abraham were retribution for the assault on the the satellite. I'm telling you, it's all Gregory's fault, this whole fucking yep. mess. It's all Gregory's fault. Yep. But at the same time, you're not saying that he's not the villain and what he did is not despicable. And, yeah. Right. But at the same time, compared to fucking a cleansing, yeah. you know, at least he's willing to say, I'm going to take your shit half your shit you're now my property i'm invading you basically and we're going to be stronger together at least he's not killing them all mm-hmm. so he's, he's saving half of them you know? <laughs> and he, yeah and he even offers rick the the deal you know he was taking half of everything that was theirs now he's like no i'll give you tw- take 25 percent. you know let me go at least they'd have their lives yeah trevor is willing to just salt the earth yeah pretty much pretty much so so, I mean, with, with that being said, you know how we do on every episode, ranking on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rank this episode? I'm going to go uh, 7.5. I, I really enjoyed this One episode. of the higher episodes right? of the season. I, I, there was a couple of issues that we talked about earlier that knocked it down a little bit, but it was a serviceable episode. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit... I always like to see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad Enid got a good fuck you. You know, just like... Nah, 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 nah. And it was nice to see Michonne be the one that delivered that message. Yeah. Because I think with Michonne delivering the message, it it reinforces it because Enid would not listen to Rick. Yeah. Maggie didn't have the relationship with Carl. But now that Enid sees that Michonne is like, no, you need to slow your roll, little girl, because otherwise, you know, we're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. I think she understands it. You know, so yeah. I think it carried more weight coming from Michonne. I like this episode a lot, and I like what they did, and I like the pacing, but if they do any more of this Negan getting away right when everybody's at the crosstails or Rick getting away, this will-they-won't-they shit, it needs to... Something else needs to happen. Right. You can only do it so many times before it becomes almost comical. Yeah. And you lose all of your drama. Yeah. You know? So that's why it's getting a little... It's, it's a little bit... I would go a little bit higher... But because I really fucking like this episode, but I think it's right where it needs to be. Yep. So I'm actually going to go same in line with you. I'm going to go about seven, seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I really did enjoy this episode. I think it it 
fleshed out a lot more of Simon's character, which I really am enjoying. Yeah. I mean, I think he needs a bigger role on the show. Absolutely. Um, so it's going to be interesting Steven to see. Steven Nog's the shit. Yeah, Charger's yeah. the shit. Absolutely. Dude. So, with that being said, I want to remind everybody that these episodes do drop Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Time. I want to remind everybody to check back with us next week when we go over Season 8, Episode 13 of AMC's The Walking Dead. But on behalf of Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. I'm going to go light me a bat.